Hey guys, welcome to Stories from 96. It's your host, Tolu Abalade. I know it's been like 10 years since I've been here. I, um, at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know, new year, new me. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this podcast. At least try to make one every month. And, you know, I made one at the beginning of January. And like, I started my winter class and January slapped me and February slapped me and March slapped me. And then, you know, it's April. So I'm like, you know, let me try and get back on this. So today I wanted to talk about something that has been on my mind for a while. Like I wrote this episode, I think, last year, and it's about settling. So settling has been something that I've seen as I've gotten older that has like become a pattern, not just in my life, but just in the lives of people I know or just from experiences I've read or the podcasts or books and so on. So to me, I find settling like staying, or I define settling as staying in a place or relationship or like area avenue where you don't feel happy you don't feel fulfilled you don't feel like that's like god's plan for your life but you're there because you're comfortable you have a sense of a routine you kind of feel okay where you are because it's familiar and that is something that has kind of like haunted me as i've gotten older because i feel like when we're young we're like i want to be a millionaire 30 or i want to like you know do all these great things and as time goes by you get older with so much responsibilities with so much like you know with life slapping you it's like bro am i really shooting aiming too high like should i really lower my standards like am i really doing the most like i think one thing i can say that is really common in regards to certain is like in relationships because it's like a lot of people I know are getting like married. I knew some people from College Park who have kids. And it's kind of weird because it's like, where are you getting married from? Like, I remember when we used to go to McKeldin Library and you had no money. And now you're doing, hey, here's my kid. Or here's, like, you know, she said yes. And it's like, wow, you know, life is moving on. And I feel like for me, for me, something is something I'm consciously fighting because I just feel like... it's i just feel like what's it called i don't want to look back at life and regret because i didn't take an action i didn't make a certain step i didn't do a certain decision because i was afraid so like the first part of this is why have i settled in the past so the first reason is a feeling like i'm running out of time i feel like you know growing up and this is something i've noticed all of us we're all on the same path from when we were zero or this majority of us to when we were like 2021 21 22 when we were graduating from college and for me it was kind of wild that you know the same person again like in the marriage scenario that i was struggling with is now buying a house has a tesla or is just like kind of going up like exponentially and while you're out here like bro what am i going to eat for dinner tonight my car is making some funny sound what's the meaning of all this jackie so it's this feeling like i'm running out of time that could like push me to make a decision for something i don't want but i want to have it so i don't feel like i'm behind in comparison to my other classmates in regards to the other people i've grown up with in life it's like how I put it is like, for example, a job, you know, we all want to be employed. We all want to make money. But I think one thing that is never really discussed until you start working is, are you fulfilled in your job? Are you happy? You know, the money enters, you get your direct deposit every two weeks. But do you actually feel happy to wake up there and go every day? And I feel like 
setting for me in that scenario is like going to a job where yes i get paid yes i make the money yes you know there's money in my bank account and i can buy what i want but i if i'm going somewhere 40 hours a week and i have no fulfillment i feel like i've settled and i've settled for more of the superficial things rather than the actual things of like what's the code yeah, superficial things rather than the actual things I want because, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized, at least from a, coming from a very privileged background, that the material things don't matter in the long run. But the things that really matter, like in this my mid-20s, because I just turned 25 like two weeks ago, so I can't say early 20s, in this my mid-20s, like I need to chase them now so that I can actually build the foundation for what I want in the future. The next thing is God is taking too long, which is... Whew, yeah, which is really one thing that I know it's frustrating. It's like, you know, you're like, you know, pray and have faith and trust God. But it's like some days it's like, God, where you at? You know, are you listening to me? Did my prayer go to voicemail? Like, what's going on? And I think some days also kind of harder when you also see other Christian people kind of like blooming or getting similar things like new jobs, significant other or whatever, while you're kind of in the same place and you're like, God, you know, what's going on? And for me, that's one thing that I've had to learn. It's like God doesn't work on my time. God works on his time. And I need to be able to be patient and have faith because that is really what it's about. Like, I wish some days that the whole sky, as I think I said this before, the sky would open and I could see my future path for future job, future wife, future country I live in because, you know, America will be playing games with me, like all this other stuff. And you know some days like i kind of just get into my spirit where it's like tolu wait have faith and be patient and all these things will come with time you know matthew 6 verse 33 says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you and i think like that kind of ground whenever i'm trying to like settle because i will talk about an experience where i settled once and i think what's it called it's this bible verse kind of really reminded me and my previous experiences in life have reminded me of why i shouldn't settle another thing is like it can happen to other people but it can't happen to me so that is something that has kind of haunted me as well it's like yeah my friend can get that internship they want but i can't get it you know my friend can get a happy significant other but i can't get it and for me it's like they need to snap out of that mentality that because it hasn't happened now doesn't mean it's not going to happen and I shouldn't kind of jump into something believing that this is kind of what I deserve. You know, I feel like if you're happy or unfulfilled in something, that it's not what you deserve. Because everybody deserves to be happy, to chase their dreams, to be able to, you know, achieve their God-given purpose in life. So if you do not feel happy, then, you know, in my opinion, you've kind of settled. And if you're looking at other people's lifestyles saying you want this, then I feel like, you know, you have to take those steps as uncomfortable or difficult as they may be to be able to get it the next thing is the fear of the unknown so again one thing i can say is comfort you know i've worked many jobs but i think i've worked over 10 jobs since i moved to the u.s and i've had some jobs that i actually didn't like but i could go in every day knew what the task was knew how to handle my supervisors and my co-workers and the money came but i wasn't happy and I feel like that happens for a lot of people is like, you know, you can be in a situation where you're not fully happy, but you understand what's the code. 
the area and the avenue to the point in which you kind of just like strap in and get comfortable because you don't know what's out there and as much as there is a lot of horrible things out there you know there's also good things and i think if you never go through or filter through the bad experiences you'll never be able to get through a good experience you know i feel like the worst thing i can do at this point in my life is sit still you know stay where i am because you know i'd rather take a step back in life whether it's you know make less money financially or take a step back than to actually just remain where i am where i don't if i don't feel fulfilled in that area because i just want to be comfortable so the next thing is like waiting for the perfect time you know i think this whole perfect time scenario is one of like the fakest things ever. And I think also it kind of like happens in scripture, but I think we read scripture for the fact that we know the end, but not from the perspective of the people in the actual Bible who are like, what the heck is going on? Why is this guy telling me to put, you know, my net into water when water cold, when I've been fishing all night and I found nothing. And I think there is no perfect time to do something. other than perfect time is now. And I think now, you know, for me, I remember when I wanted to start the podcast, I don't know if I've talked about this a couple of years ago. I had everything for the podcast. I had started writing notes. I had looked up a microphone and looked up like how to record and like host the podcast and all that stuff. And then I actually never did it. And one day I was sitting down, I think at the end of work and i was like if i do not wake up and put this investment into the microphone i have now which is 50 dollars, i will not start this podcast i will just continue to sit down and wait and wait and wait and never do it and so be it, i bought it that day and i think i recorded my first episode that weekend so it's like i don't really feel like it's a perfect time to chase what you want i think there are times that are better than others you know respectfully case by case scenario but i don't think it's a perfect time and the last reason for kind of settling is just kind of being tired I think, you know, a point of emotional exhaustion just kind of gives you like, I'll just take whatever comes. Um, like, for example, you know, I think, let me use food as an example. Like, you know, when you're just like, you come back home or you're driving back home after a long day, there's no food at home. You don't want to cook or you don't want to also drive to like an area that is nicer. So you stop at like a McDonald's or something or some like fast food place that is trash. And you go there and you eat, you get the food and then you eat it and you kind of feel sick, but you just needed that kind of relief because you were too tired to get something else. And, you know, that is like a metaphor for other things in life where you may have been grinding, you may have been trying things out, you may have been going back and forth, trying to, you know, achieve a particular goal and it doesn't work out or it hasn't worked out on a timeline that you want it to work out. So you're like, just forget this. I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to stop or go back to what was familiar. And I feel like in this life, you know, I feel like the success or the people that succeeded were people who just kept going until it worked, you know, pushing through the failure has been something I've learned in my life because, you know, that whole grass to gray story people like try to wipe out the hardest moments and i listen to like a podcast about entrepreneurs and they're very open about their experiences during entrepreneurship and like some of these people were going through it so it's like if it's the ability to continue to persevere that i think matters so what do i do to ensure that i don't settle in my life so the first thing is i have people around me that genuinely support me have a brother, have a sis, older brother, older sister. They're both married, and I actually like their significant other, so I can talk to them as well. Have my parents, who have been very supportive of me, not just financially but emotionally and spiritually, and have so many close friends and rel- 
many close friends, mostly from UMD that I've met who just been everyday consistent blessings to my life. And I have my uncles here. So it's like the people around me know when I'm not doing or living up to the expectation of standards. And I also believe in like sharing, you know, maybe like, I don't know whether you believe in destiny or not, but sharing like your destiny or your goals with somebody else so that it isn't just you. Like when I first made the podcast and I was feeling like, can this, how old was I? A 22-year-old guy like making a podcast. Like, is this guy really serious? I called one of my closest friends, Uma, and I was like, hey, I think I called or texted. Can I make, you know, I'm thinking about making a podcast. I wasn't really sure that this makes any sense. And my trip and it was like, totally, I think that's a fantastic idea. You know, and every time I make a podcast episode, he retweets it, he supports me. It's like, if I didn't have him, I don't think I would have actually gone through it. The next thing in like settling is learning to say no. So I'm a workaholic, perfectionist or whatever. And it's like the hardest thing for me is then learning to say no, learning to actually turn down an opportunity if it's not up to the standard, learning to actually say no to like a dramatic interest or whatever, if it's not something, somebody you're really like interested in. And I think, you know, I never wanted to say no to people because I didn't want them to think of me in a negative light. But it's like you have there are moments in life where I feel you have to prioritize yourself and learning to say no is very good. And it's like a tactic that people need to do more for self-care. The next thing is like being patient. Like, ooh, I've waited for a lot of things. Like I, for example, I waited like three or four years, three, yeah, three years for me to get my license. Like I got the permits did the two years thing, the permits expired. I was like, God, like people, my friends were getting their permits, getting their license, getting cars. I'm like, God, here I am trekking to work. Like I used to work in Baltimore County and I would trek like my boss wouldn't come in the evening. So I would trek like 20 minutes after eight hours of work, trek 10, 20 minutes. I'm like, God, you know, when will my time come? And it's kind of crazy because when, I actually wanted to go for my license. One of my friends lived close to me, so she was helping me drive after work. And then my uncle, my cousin had just gotten a car and my uncle lived 15 to 20 minutes away from me now that I had moved to Baltimore from College Park. So my uncle helped me practice. He also took me with my cousin's car, which is just like a month old, to the um, DMV or the MVA and I passed my test on the first try. And like I realized that, you know, if three years prior had this is just like an example where if three years prior I had seen that, you know, on that day, whatever day it was, like my license would have been renewed. I'd have gotten my license at car in one try and everything would have worked out because I got a car a month after, then I like wouldn't have stressed. But, you know, life doesn't really work like that. And I feel like you get pieces of the story or pieces as time goes on the next thing is having high standards so i've always you know i feel like if you don't set high standards high boundaries or high requirements for the things you want in your life you'll get whatever and i think that's like something i've learned is like my if you don't live up to my standards it's not disrespectful like a person or a job or whatever, it's not disrespectful, it's not rude, but this is what I want. And if this is what I want and I can't get that, then I'm going to walk away, you know. Like, I think even in the job market, it's like, I remember reading somebody's tweet a couple of years ago about how she was getting offers for jobs, but she was like, no, if it's not my standard, I'll wait a couple of months or weeks. And like, she did that. And that kind of changed my perspective because it's like, no, you know, you as an employer has to also be able to fit my needs as much as I need to be paid. 
you know so i think it's like having high standards is very important the next thing is taking risks so i'm risk averse to the maximum like i'm trying to start playing the stock market and like um cryptocurrency and like i'm risk averse like i, I wouldn't like i can't bet five dollars on anything like i'm so risk averse that <laughs> i don't even like to try new restaurants so one thing i've been trying to do in life is like maybe not take huge risk and go out and like you know drop out of school like go and start a, more, a company or whatever but like trying to take little risks day and day so one thing at least i've tried to take risks of is like trying new places to eat so you know with like food it's like usually there are a couple of food spots in your area you go there um you enjoy the food and it's like okay this becomes my regular place and recently like last week i i've been driving past this place it looked good but i just didn't want to try it because i didn't want to let's say spend my 10 or 15 dollars and realize that the food sucked so i now decided last week like started like a moment of tiredness of my current spots food spots like go try it out and the food was amazing actually better than some of the places i was currently going to at the time and i was like why didn't i do this or four or five months ago when i first saw the place like i should have done that then and i think that kind of mentality of you know taking risks stepping out of your comfort zone it's really important because you know no risk no reward and i always tell people like you know take sensible risk like you know weigh the scenario even for like friendships on my closest my closest friend in grad school um i kind of like called her and i was like hey what's up you know do you want to meet to like get food like get some food and i was also like very like open and all with like what's it called trying to make the friendship and like we're really close now we talk like every week and that would never have happened even the last i had an episode a couple of months ago sorry with um dio from his podcast and what's it called from the seesaw podcast and how i met dio was i saw him in a zoom class and like i'm one of the only black people i think there's like four or five of us in the whole school in the two years of the master's program so i dm'd him got him to join like another group i was in and then i private messaged him again i was like do you want to meet up so we had like a virtual hangout this is a guy like it seems like i'm dating somebody i'm courting somebody but no this is for a man you know i like did that and i think sometime at the end of last year after we recorded the podcast and i went to go see him we watched an arsenal everton match he's an everton fan unfortunately arsenal lost but that's the that's my season arsenal lost so i feel like taking those risks is really what's happening another thing is like learning from mistakes you know i've always been kind of hard of myself when i make mistakes i've learned as i've gotten older that failing doesn't make you a failure you know which other nigerian people and nigerian culture actually tells you that but it's like if you're going to take risks if you're going to step out of your comfort zone if you're going to try new things you're ultimately going to fail and failure has always been a stepping stone it's kind of funny like the classes i've gotten like my highest gpa grades in like i've gotten eight eight classes i some of them i didn't really learn that much of but it's kind of funny that the classes i've gotten lower grades in like b b pluses or whatever i've actually been able to carry more out of it because the failure or the lower grades kind of like spurred me to learn more and then the last thing i do is like prioritize long-term happiness over short-term pleasure so i feel like the need for instant gratification is here and i feel like also with social media with like other factors like that need is kind of amplified but i'm always a firm believer in long term 
my belief in life is like if i don't want to be in this place relationship friendship whatever in six months or not even six maybe depending even three months i shouldn't be here if i don't want to put up with this kind of behavior for the next three to six months i won't be here if i don't like the way my supervisor is talking to me and like want i don't want this to happen for the next three to six months i shouldn't be here and i think it's from that mindset that i now continue to plan and grow so uh yeah so that's what i do to know what's it called to not settle so there's two viable verses that kind of like help me when i'm thinking about settling like fighting the spirit of settling so the first bible verse is isaiah 60 verse 22 which says when the time is right the lord will make it happen like just plain and simple and i think you know again i don't believe in the perfect time but i believe in god's time and the second Bible verse is Numbers 23 verse 19, which says, God is not a human that he should not lie, nor a human being that he should change his mind. Does he not speak when, does he not speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? And it's like that kind of thing of, you know, having the patience and having faith, you know, as faith has the, you know, the funny biblical meaning in hebrews but it's like having that faith and i think it's this kind of actions and trusting in god even through the uncertainty that actually builds and matures your faith so the last thing i want to talk about is my experience with settling so trying to keep it pg because you know my parents <laughs> kind of listen to this and other people and all that stuff but i had an experience a couple of years ago researching for my first internship that kind of was the i was very close to settling so I was part of a program called the Global Semester Program at UMD, which kind of tells you to get an internship in your second semester. So everybody was like, intern, 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 that was fine. So I'd been doing the stuff people tell you to do, do your clubs and all that other nonsense. So I got into clubs, you know, did some volunteering, all that stuff. And we were meant to get the internship for January. And I started looking during the summer. Applied, applied, applied from summer through like November, December nothing all rejections and i'm like wow you know not stupid not a boring guy you know i feel like nobody was just going to give me a chance so i now get a chance for jp morgan an internship randomly out of the blue like you know just send some hill marys she was like yo you're an econ major i'm an econ i was an econ major like i see the similarities so the phone interview went well and they invited me to new york and like they flew me out to new york and I'm like, yo, somebody's going to fly me to New York. They're like, take an Uber to the train station, sorry, to the airport and take an Uber from the airport to us in New York. Everything is covered. We're expensive. I'm like, yo, you know, I've blown. Let me just go. So I went to the interview. Didn't do that well in the interview, bruh. Like, was bad. So the next day, went to go visit my friend after I came back from New York. And... My friend had actually just got an internship with JP Morgan as well, but in like a different branch doing something different. And the next thing I'm sitting in his apartment, I get a thank you for applying. I was like, yeah. JJ, you know, I was already dreaming of how the future of my life would be. Go to JP Morgan and then, you know, JP Morgan does everything for me. I become this rich tycoon or Wall Street or whatever. So I just got this rejection and bro, I was heartbroken. Like I called my dad and I was like, bro, like daddy, I do this what you want to tell you about this thing. I don't want you to look at me like a failure. And like he gave me words of encouragement and was like, you know, more or less just continue to persevere. And I was down bad, man. Like I was down. Like I was really sad. It was very depressing. So I went to my career guy and I was like, bro, I've been applying for internships. It's January and I like it's January, late January. I don't have anything. 
And there were other students in my cohort. So there was a whole class for it. Like 50 other students were all together. Everybody was having their internships. Department of Defense, Department of Justice, all these like big places in DC. But they had nothing. And I was like the only black guy as well. So it was just like all these white. I just felt like all these white people were looking at me like, why is he here? And it was heartbreaking because I always feel like, you know, in spaces, at least in a lot of white spaces I've said before, I always have to prove myself even when my caliber and my resume all this other stuff should justify that so got some interview tips and they were like go apply to congress i did try to apply to the embassy in nigeria and they told me i can't use the embassy in nigeria for schoolwork so shout out to nigeria for helping me in my professional goals but moving on um so went there to congress so they told me to go to congress i applied for a couple of internships there i get an inter- i get an offer for an interview this is like the beginning of february or something I'm like, bro, I don't know anything about the U.S. Congress. They didn't know how a bill became law. They didn't know who my congresswoman or congressman for the state of Maryland was. Nothing. And the person who interviewed me was a congresswoman office in North Carolina. So, judge me, I go there, dress up in my suits, go to Congress. Go, the interview goes well. They're just, like, really excited. Me, the only thing I know about Congress is designated survivor, the one with the Jack Bauer. That's not his real name, but I call him Jack Bauer from 24 when, like, everybody died and... So like the state of the union was attacked and what's it called he became the president as a result of that so i was just like blank the next day i got like a invitation to go to congress and what was interesting was this was all happening from let's say july of 2016 to february of 2017 but what was interesting was prior to actually getting that call for congress i was actually going to take another internship and I got offered an internship somewhere else. And I looked at what they were, had me to do with the organization. And it was, like, terrible. Like, you know, it wasn't something I was going to learn from. It wasn't an organization that seems like they knew what they were doing. I felt like it was just if anybody applies, you get it. And that's what I felt was below my standard. And I did it for about a week. And I went back to my advisor for the program. And I told him, like, I don't feel like this this I'm not getting anything from here. And they're like, Tolu, don't worry. You will get something. You will be able to achieve, you know, succeeding this program. Like, I'm sure you're going to be able to find an internship. So, for me, it was like that moment of if I never left that other internship that was, quite frankly, subpar, would never have gone to Congress. You know, after I went to Congress, I went to the General Assembly for an internship. After I went to the General Assembly, I went to Baltimore County to work full-time after baltimore county i'm currently getting my master's had another policy internship last summer with a progressive nonprofit. like the cascading effects of me making that decision to say no i will not settle for this internship led me to where i am today was this was a big factor in where, leading me to where i am today and i think that's what i feel is the most important it's like you can only connect the dots in life moving backwards and never forward and I think being young, having, you know, I don't have a kid, I don't have a mortgage, I don't have a wife, you know, I have little responsibilities, like, I need to continue to take these risks, make these decisions, prioritize myself and chase my goals because I don't want to be 40 and look back or 50 and look back at my life and be like, what did I do with it? So that's about the end of this episode. I feel like I had a lot to say. Again, this has been weighing on my mind for like six months, maybe even a year since I wrote this episode. Um, so yeah, so I just want to end this with a prayer as usual. So Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for allowing us to be here. 
and allowing us to be able to have this conversation and i just pray oh god that in the future that we do not settle and we just continue to remember that your word is key like there is you never lie you don't you don't tell lies and you're always going to be there on time and i pray that lord for people who have previously settled that you give them the encouragement to be able to wake up and chase their dreams and know that there is more to come amen